Welcome back, Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy and I'm your host. Today we are talking Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Had a fun experience with uh, the trip to see that over the weekend, so I'll get into that and I'll get into uh, my opinion of the movie. But first, let's talk social media. We are on Facebook and we are on Twitter. Just search Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. You will see our logo and our name there. Give us a follow on our page. Um, it's a great way to connect with us. And, um, yeah, make sure that you keep up to date on, you know, any new episodes released. Um, I don't know what you're listening on right now, but we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Um, yeah, so plenty of listening options. Um, I, I stated before a couple episodes ago, we're going to make our way into YouTube at some point. So looking forward to that. But for now, those are your platforms, whatever, uh, whatever floats your boat, give us a listen and make sure to seek us out on uh, social media. All right. Um, let's get straight into it here now. Um, we, we did release an episode on the super Mario brothers movie. Uh, we did release an episode on the Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Celebration updates, uh, the new Star Wars movies that have been announced. So go back and check those out if interested. But Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Let's not bury the lead here. Let's get straight into it. Um, so had a great trip out of town to see this movie over the weekend. Went to uh, a city couple hours away where some uh, some of my family friends live so went to uh, hang out with them to go see the movie um, actually Friday night uh, actually made a trip to see REO Speedwagon in concert great phenomenal concert those guys still rock um, you know if you haven't made a trip to see a band like them or you know just a classic rock group you're really doing yourself a disservice. Those are such fantastic shows. And it's kind of funny because, you know, you, um, you, you see a show like that and then you kind of forget how great it was until you see another one. So, um, yeah, just a little, little, um, insider knowledge there on my weekend and, um, really had a great time seeing them and enjoyed that. But Saturday night was when we went to go see Dungeons and Dragons and, the funny thing is we we sort of started looking up tickets on Fandango for that local theater. We've been to that theater many times. You know, we've seen all of the the Star Wars sequel trilogy there. We've seen, you know, uh, countless new movies, uh, Marvel movies and things like that there. So uh, I've been to that theater a ton of times. Really good theater, really nice theater. But when we were looking at the Dungeons & Dragons uh, tickets and time slots... You know, with this movie only being out a couple of weeks, I thought, well, surely there will be several showings. And we were checking at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And it turns out there were only two showings that night, one at 6.45 and one at 9 o'clock. And I also noticed that 
uh, it was only being shown in the the small theaters in, in inside that that movie theater, and uh, you know the the specific theater uh, that we bought tickets to, you know, we went in that room and it was buried in the back of the building and and around a corner near an exit. I mean, I'd never been in there, and it was real small, and it still wasn't even full. And this was at six thirty on a, a Saturday night. Uh, for a movie that's only two weeks old. Um, so, you know, that was shocking. That was really shocking to me. What I soon found out, <laughs> I really haven't been keeping up with the, the Super Mario uh, Brothers movie, the box office results, but what I soon found out was that that movie is basically burying, burying, Dungeons and Dragons right now. In fact, I have an article here from Yahoo Entertainment. The article is entitled Super Mario Brothers has dropped a bomb on Dungeons and Dragons box office hopes. Basically, the context of, uh, you know, the information inside this article states that, you know, the Super Mario Brothers movie has turned its $100 million budget into a staggering, staggering, excuse me, uh, $700 million plus worldwide in just two weekends. That is incredible. That is incredible. Um, the movie has made seven times its budget in just two weeks. Uh, that's that's crazy. Um, for Dungeons and Dragons, the box office has yielded the extreme opposite result. Uh, you know this this movie had a 150 million dollar production budget before marketing, and uh, it only grossed 74 million dollars domestically and 157 million dollars worldwide after three weekends. So, basically, uh, what I'm saying here is is that we're probably not going to see a sequel to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and you know, I'll get into my thoughts on the movie in just a second. But either way. You know, that's always kind of sad to see, and you know, that the, there's such a build-up to a movie, and I think a lot of people were excited about this movie, but it just came out at, at a horrible time, and I kind of saw that coming a, a little bit, not, not, not as much as it has impacted it, but I saw a little bit of it coming just because, you know, you have the Super Mario Brothers movie, which people were, so many people were anticipating that, and so excited about that. And uh, you knew you were going to have kids interested. You knew you were going to have older, uh, the older uh, generations interested. I mean, the people who grew up with, you know, the original game, the people who, the kids who play the games now. Um, it just covers such a wide range. And granted, Dungeons and Dragons probably does too. Not not small kids, but um, yeah, it was just it was just really horrible horrible timing for that movie for this movie to come out so um kind of hate to see that but that's the way the business works um all right let me get into my opinion of dungeons dragons honor among thieves uh like i said theater wasn't full um you know i think those who were in my theater including me um we enjoyed it i think i think everybody had a good time you know, it's it was a lively small theater. You know, a lot of laughs, a lot of reactions. So, um, you know, I really enjoyed this movie. I really did. I thought that there were some parts maybe in the middle that it, it, it dragged a little bit, not much, uh, but just a little bit. 
Um, I thought that the cast was really good. I thought that the, the, the main core of characters were, you know, super likable. Um, I thought that the story was pretty well done. Um, I thought that the special effects were pretty well done. You know, it, it did feel like kind of a D&D game. And one thing that I love so much about the characters is you had such a diversity in their personalities. And, you know, you had a diversity in their uh, abilities, um, you know, as far as, you know, what they brought to the table in a fight. And I really felt like that was done well from a, a Dungeons and Dragons perspective. And I don't know how many of you out there listening uh, are D&D players, but one of the first things to know is uh, character creation and, you know, what your your team, essentially, that you're playing with, what you need to look like and what are some mistakes that you can make in, you know, the creation of your characters and and I felt like whoever, you know, came up with the concept of all these characters did a good job with the balance of it. And, you know, for the most part, uh, I thought I thought every, you know, one of them were, were really good. The only uh, character issue I had at, at one point in the film was uh, Sophia Lillis's character, uh, Doric, who was the, uh, the shapeshifter. You know, she... Um, of course, she is, you know, every, everyone knows her from the It movies, um, the Andy Muschietti uh, It movies, and she was wonderful in those, you know, another really good cast of, of characters in that uh, movie, of course, from the Stephen King novel. Um, I thought that she, her character was a little weak at the beginning, I thought she kind of um, she had a cool ability and it made for some really good special effect moments, but she kind of was a little, um, monotone in her acting. I, I felt, I know that that was probably the way the character was written. Um, so, you know, you can't give too much, um, flack to her for that. You know, she's probably just playing the character as it was written for her. But um, I will say later in the movie, it really picked up, and I thought that she evolved a little bit into uh, opening up and, and, and being um, a really good part of, of this cast of characters. I thought Chris Pine did a phenomenal job as the protagonist here. You know, he's a very funny guy, and of course that comes across in the movie heavily. Um but he also did a good job playing the serious moments, you know, um, you know, of course the, the story revolved around him and his wife and his daughter. And, um, uh, again, uh, Chloe Coleman who played his daughter, I thought she was really good. I really liked her. Um, Hugh Grant, I thought did a great job as the villain. You know, I kind of, <laughs> it was funny because, um, you know, when we saw this movie, we kind of had a discussion, um, during the, uh, again, I have to say this every episode, spoiler, spoiler alert. I, I don't do spoiler-free um, reviews, so uh, full spoiler alert here, just a heads up. But, you know, we ha- we sort of had a little conversation uh, sitting next to each other about, you know, how we were almost 100% certain Hugh Grant was going to be the villain, um, and that was maybe maybe 10 minutes into the movie. I mean, probably less than that. So, um, I, I will say, I guess that's one 
minor minor nitpick with this movie is a lot of it was super predictable um but you know um that that's sometimes that happens and you still really enjoy the movie and that's kind of what the case was here um michelle rodriguez this whole guy i thought she was really well done she was a likable character again um sort of that uh, type of character that's kind of shut down personality wise and then opens up as the movie goes um justice smith i thought he played a really good job uh in the role of simon uh you know as being this magic user who's not very good at what he does but he comes from a long line of you know a long heritage of 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 magic users and and um you know but not being very confident in his own abilities um but i thought he did a really good job um daisy head is sofina um I, i'll tell you what this whole I, the movie was a little darker than i thought it was going going to be and i know that it's dungeons and dragons and it can be that way sometimes but from seeing the trailers i really kind of thought that they were attempting to grab the um the, the sort of the preteen attention with with the the movie a little bit as well um and maybe they were but i you know watching some of the scenes in this movie i was like this could some of these could legitimately come across as like a, a horror style scenes and um you know i i, I think that um you know teenagers will be fine I, I think that maybe even some older preteens will be fine but this is definitely not something i would carry my children to um, you know, so, you know, some kids are different, so I don't know, but, um, yeah, it was a little darker and she played a really good job. Daisy had did a really good job of playing that sort of darker, you know, uh, antagonist. And, um, I thought she would, she did really well. Um, let's see who else do we want to give credit to here? Um, I don't know off the top of my head the actor who played um, Zinc, I believe, was the name of the character. Um, but anyway, he did a, f a fantastic job um, in that role, and and it was kind of that playing the the like the heroic that over the top heroic character the the guy who can just come in and and take down uh you know a horde of enemies and you know just that kind of character you know the one who the pro protagonist is jealous of um but but he did a good role in that gave some good backstory in the movie um so that kind of fills out your 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 main cast there uh main main cast of characters again didn't really find many flaws in in that. I, I thought it was pretty good writing all the way around for the characters. Um, again, it did feel uh, at times a lot like a and d game. Um, you know, I know the, the big laugh in, in the movie, uh, just thinking about uh, actual D&D moments, um, was when uh, Simon had the, the coin that could resurrect any dead person for for five questions you could ask them five questions they'll answer honestly and then they'll go back to dead never be re never to be revived again 
and obviously that was in the trailer. And again, I I don't really want to get on a rant about trailers again, but I just hate that they give away that stuff, you know? Um, so I kind of knew what was coming, but it got a really big laugh in the theater, the moments with the, 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 the coin, uh, the resurrection coin. And, um, you know, that was really well done. The, the funny thing about it for me as a, an actual D and D player is that, um, you know, the whole, um, gag with the, the, the first guy that they resurrect to ask the questions and they end up asking the five questions accidentally, <laughs> you know, um, Chris Pine had the whole, the whole humorous moment there. Um, that is the type of thing that would tear my D and D group apart. <laughs> we would be lighting into each other, uh, for those kind of uh, mistakes. It would be funny, but, um, you know, it would, it would, um, it, it could cause some chaos. If you, if you're in, in any sort of D and D group, or have played any you know significant amount of time, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You have those moments where your group is just not <laughs> working together efficiently, and and you might uh, get a little angry at each other sometimes. It it happens, you know. It's a game, but um, uh, you know, I just found that very funny. And again, I think the movie did a good job of having those moments where uh, it kind of did make you feel like you were in a D and D game, and the the choices that you need to make and you know they had this whole thing um with chris pine's character where you know he was you know they they questioned what he brought to the group and uh you know he was like i'm the planner i'm not really the fighter i'm the planner and um as a dnd player i thought that was very funny because you do have people like that in the group who uh their characters aren't particularly strong fighters and you know, they're not efficient in, in magic or anything like that. So, um, essentially what they do is they plan, they plan around, um, you know, battles and they plan around, uh, how to get somewhere efficiently and how to, uh, get out of a situation and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, just, again, just a good job. I, I really did feel like that this was a movie that gave, some care to its uh its source material um i don't know if that's really the right words to use for what i'm trying to say but i'll say it anyway source i I thought that they were you know accurate to to their source material and and attempted to make a good dungeons and dragons story rather than just cashing in on the name of dungeons and dragons and trying to sell toys now there obviously was you know, quite a bit of, you know, marketing for, you know, maybe trying to sell some stuff attached with the, with the name. Um, but, um, you know, that's just kind of, that's, that's Hollywood, that's business that, that always happens. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I, I don't know personally, to be honest with you, um, about my opinion on a sequel. Now, obviously I've already said, I don't think this movie's going to get a sequel. It's just it's being crushed at the box office right now um, by the Mario Brothers movie. So, um, you know, I think unfortunately um, for a lot of Dungeons and Dragons fans out there, I think that that you know, I think that the the sequel hopes are kind of dying as we as we speak here. But me personally, after watching it, I just kind of felt satisfied walking out, but not. You know, I, I don't know that I felt a big reasoning or need for a sequel. And, and you've heard me say before, I'm not really the kind of person who says things like that. 
Um, I'm always interested in the idea of a sequel if it can be done well. And, and the same here, same here. If, if they did a really good sequel, I would be interested. But um, it did kind of just feel like a one-off story to me. I know it's Dungeons & Dragons, so it's a huge world, and there's plenty that you could do. And, um, you know, maybe that was their intent. Maybe it was to not use these same characters, but to uh, sort of branch off and just create sort of a universe. And, um, you know, that's what everyone else is doing nowadays, so that makes sense. But, um, like I said, I don't think any of it really matters. Again, it is unfortunate. I think that you have a property here that could be a really good film series or uh, you know, Netflix series, TV show, um, which I'm really shocked they haven't tried to make a really high-budget uh, television show at some point. Um, I know that they had the the cartoon in the 80s, but um, you know, and nowadays with the way that uh, media has changed and the way we take in media has changed so much, it really is shocking they haven't attempted that, and they, they might and probably will at some point, but we will see. This is not a great sign for uh, this property, um, but I don't, as stated before, I don't necessarily think it's entirely their fault. I think it's uh, very much got a lot more to do with, with the Mario Brothers movie and, and just the surprise that it has been. But that's Dungeons & Dragons. Um you know, if you haven't seen it and you just listened to this, well, I spoiled a lot for you. But then again, not really uh, a ton. Um, oh, one last thing that I, I was going to mention. Um, let me go ahead and spoil this for you here. So the whole point of the uh, the story is, you know, the, the characters going to, uh, you know, this uh, this castle where, you know, Hugh Grant's character uh, he's now the lord of, of this uh, city, and, you know, he has essentially taken in, you know, the, the main character's uh, daughter after he was imprisoned. And, um, you know, so when, you know, Edgen, Chris Pine's character, and Holga break out of prison, they go back to try to, you know, see where his daughter is. And, and he's still with Forge, uh, Lord Forge. And... You know, the whole initial reasoning for all of them, you know, uh, ending up in prison, Edgen and Holga ending up in prison, is to try to get this, uh, I forget what they call it in this film, but get this, uh, basically this little artifact that will allow you to bring anyone back from the dead. So Edgen's trying to bring his wife back. Um, and then they discover Forge is a bad guy. And so basically the movie is them trying to break into the castle to get that artifact back, uh, from the vault inside, um, inside and, um, uh, also rescue the daughter. And the idea the whole time is that Edgen is going to bring his wife back using it. Um, the fact that they were going to bring Holga back though, I've got to say, for those of you who have seen the movie again, I'm, this is the, the one of the biggest spoilers of the movie if you haven't seen it, but um, the fact that they ended up using the, sh the, the, the artifact to bring her back instead, I, yeah, we saw that coming a mile away. And that was kind of one of, you know, talking about the nitpick from earlier, um, that was really the one biggest one I had is that was really obvious. <laughs> I, I don't know how she could have done it, I guess, in my own mind to get around it being so obvious, but that was obvious. Not that, again, not that it was a huge deal. You had a problem and, you know, you resolved it, but... Um, 
just a small thing, small thing I wanted to mention. And, uh, um, but you know, movie ended well, in my opinion. So all is well that ends well guys, that's Dungeons and Dragons. Um, again, don't think we're going to see a sequel to this film. Um, uh, you know, I know that a lot of people are going to be super disappointed in that, but again, it's timing in, in Hollywood, and, and sometimes those things work together to to crush a movie, and that's pretty much what has happened with Dungeons & Dragons. But if you haven't seen this movie, again, I, I spoiled a lot of it for you, but if you haven't seen this movie, and you are a Dungeons & Dragons fan, if you're a player of the game, uh, and you haven't seen it yet, go see it. You know, I think you'll have a fun time with it. Even if you're not a player of the game, you know, go check it out. I would highly recommend it. It's a, it's a fun time. It's a fun uh, couple hours. Um, and so, yeah, it, it has my recommendation for sure. It, it's an enjoyable, fun experience at the theater. And, you know, I don't think it really has to be any more than that. Um, that's enough for me. Um, so, yeah, Dungeons & Dragons, good movie. Got my recommendation. Um as for the next episode, so I'm very interested in seeing the uh, the Renfield movie, uh, the Nicolas Cage vampire movie that has uh, just come out. I may or may not end up seeing it soon. I don't know if I'm going to see it in theaters yet. I'm kind of still deciding on that based on uh, what time allows for me. Um maybe on the weekend I'll have enough time freed up. I'm sure I will, but um if I do see it, I will review it. Um and then somewhere in here, we've got to get a classic film review in. I've got to, you know, I've got to get back into that world uh, of review and uh, you know, I so enjoy that and you guys, you know, based on your listens for those movies, uh, you know, those classic films, you guys really seem to enjoy that as well. I will say this, if you're joining this podcast and you're only listening to the reviews for new movies, whenever I release a um, review for a classic film and you haven't seen that film, I would highly recommend you go watch it and then and then come check the review out because a lot of these movies that I have done or will do are just that they're classics and um you know i i think that one of my biggest pet peeves with uh society as we currently sit and and this isn't on a you know uh, a broad scale or anything i don't want to you know there are certainly bigger issues in in the world <laughs> but um uh, as far as entertainment and the entertainment society is once movies come out and once uh, the VOD releases and the Blu-rays have come out or whatever, we kind of just let the movies die. And, and you know, I know that there are franchises that keep pumping out um, sequels, but, you know, guys, just because a movie's old doesn't mean it's worthless, doesn't mean it's not worth your time. Uh, in my opinion, some of the best movies, maybe even the best movie to have ever been made, um, has already happened and they're in the past and you should check those out as well. There's so many great films out there and, uh, I would like to kind of guide you and, and, 
you know, showing you some of these and a lot of what we've done so far is comedy. And, and so, um, you know, that's a great place for you to start. There's so many great comedies of the eighties of the seventies. Um, you know, you got many big players like, uh, you know, John Candy and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and Harold Ramis. And, uh, you know, you've got all these classic films from that era. So, you know, for any movies we cover, whether it be comedy or whether it be science fiction or drama or whatever, um, horror, it doesn't matter. You know, give it a chance. Give it a chance if you're so inclined. I, I would not only like to have a podcast where I talk about film, but I would like to start a, a you know, sort of a trend of younger people who are not as familiar with, with those eras of movies, I would love to see them go back and check them out. And, and, and maybe just a few of them will spawn sort of the same love for those movies that I have and that a lot of us have. And so, um, this is not a rant, just sort of a, an idea, a talking point. Um, so I say all that to say this, check out classic film, check it, check it out. So, um, Again, we'll figure out a movie to do, a good classic film to review, something fun to talk about, and uh, and I'll get on that. But, guys, I'll be back with you um, probably next week. Um, so keep an eye out. Keep an eye out on, on, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep an eye out. So, um, you know, we'll we'll be looking to put out, put out a new one. And, yeah, we'll get straight away into the next film. And, um and hopefully by then I will have seen the end of The Mandalorian, and hopefully it's great, and hopefully we'll have that to talk about as well. So anyway, guys, this has been Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy, and I'm your host, and we'll see you next time.